sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We're going to be beginning this great season in which we prepare to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. But Lent is coming quickly. So what do I need to do? What do you need to do in order to make it a fruitful season this year? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. <laughs> it's all I'm about joined. the state. It's all about the state. <laughs> it's all about the state. So... Uh, that, you're <laughs> you were thinking, yelling Elise, it was on. all about the state. Um, yelling <laughs> going on around us. So I'm joined in studio by, uh, I never introduce her. I should Oh, really. you should. Elise. Elise Hire is behind the scenes, making all I the magic happen. Elise. Um, across the table from me is Robin Bruggeman, mm-hmm. one of my faithful cohorts here on Ignition. Uh, and Robin, I know that today's topic is one of your favorites. It is. Um, because you, so this, I'm, I'm going to, th- oh, there's gosh. something um, I find mildly humorous in our topic for today. Oh gosh, is it at my expense? Nope. I feel like nope. you're looking at me like it's something <laughs> funny nope. you have that you nope, can nope, say nope, about nope, me. Nope, okay. Nothing, okay. Nothing funny about you this time. Um, <laughs> Robin, I, I alluded to it in the open. What's Lent for? Why do we have Lent? To prepare us for Easter, but also just to draw us closer to our Lord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good answer. Get rid of that question mark and make that a... Make Exclamation that, mark. Yes, yes. There we go. Uh, so I want to start with the, to prepare us for Easter. Mm-hmm. So w- what are we talking about today? Lent. How to prepare for Lent. Right. And Lent so, is a season of what? Preparation. Preparation. <laughs> preparation. Yeah. So we're preparing okay. to prepare. Yes. But ironically, it's that's that's actually necessary. It is. If, yeah. if you, I, for many... So I'm kind of laughing at myself. For, for many years, I would show up on Ash Wednesday, and sometimes I'm like, I should, I should really think about what I mean. I show up and I say, shoot, yeah. it's Lent. Yeah, what, what am I going to do this year? I should have thought about this before now. And we've talked about this over the years. I mean, I've been doing Ignition for many years. So many times this has been a topic, but it's a worthwhile topic to talk about. How do I prepare for this season of preparation for Jesus's passion, death, yeah. Don't wait until Ash Wednesday. Don't wait until Ash Wednesday. And so I want to start, but well, why not wait until Ash Wednesday? So we just alluded to it, but I mm-hmm. want to unpack it a little bit more. Um, and I'll let you. Do, so the question is, why is it helpful to prepare for Lent? Why why not wait until Ash Wednesday? What's the big deal about that? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Why I think that? Well, yeah. Why 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 not wait till Ash Wednesday? Well, I think if you wait. You lose time, and you're not able to discern with the Lord what He wants you. I mean, you could still discern, but I feel like once I—I I don't know about like I feel like my mind something in my mind changes when it's Ash Wednesday. That I don't know. You're thinking a little bit differently, and then like the ball is already in the air, kind of. Yeah. And it's almost like not having a game plan. Like you wouldn't show up to like if you're a football player and you play, you wouldn't show up to a game without some sort of a game plan. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't just like run out there and be like, okay, I'm ready. Let's what's go. the what's, <laughs> what, what am I doing out here? Right. 
So I think it's kind of like that, that um, it just gives you time to even just pray about it or think about it. But even if you're not a prayerful person right now or whatever, maybe you're striving to be, but if you at least think about it, it just gives you a game plan ahead of time. And then too, if you're going to bring in any resources or anything, you can have them ready too, instead of like, otherwise you're Lent to starting and then you're starting to implement what you want to do already in Lent. And I just feel like you start behind then. And then I think you also can set yourself up for getting bummed out or let down because you're already feeling like, oh, I'm not quite where I want to be because you're just not ready and prepared. Um, I like the idea that's, so along similar lines, kind of the, another variation of the, of the athletic metaphor. It's a running start. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than starting cold out of the blocks, mm-hmm. um, by thinking in advance, you're able to hit Ash Wednesday already, maybe not full stride yet, mm-hmm. full speed, but but you didn't just start. You know, So you're, yeah. you're, you already started moving and you're able to enter in and go that much further because you've mm-hmm. got the running start. Yeah, I, this just occurred to me as you're talking that I also feel like you're not able to receive as much. I mean, because there's really a lot, you know, people think of Lent as I'm giving up, giving up, giving up, but there's actually a lot you're going to receive yep. if you'll be open to receiving. And if you get to Ash Wednesday, I feel like you're missing out on what you can receive on Ash Wednesday in the beginning of Lent if you're too consumed with, oh, what am I going to give up? What am I going to do? You know, like, so I think that's a little bit of it too, is you miss out on some of the graces. Well, and going back to the metaphor that you used, yeah, you're, you're spending the, the early days of Lent coming up with a game plan rather than executing the game, yeah. plan, game plan Yeah. When, when you do that. So again, I want to be really clear here. Um, maybe you're catching this episode for some reason after Lent started, yeah. or maybe you hear it, but then you forget about it and then yeah. it's Lent and you really... It, it, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like, We've all like, been there and done that. Absolutely. We're just trying to be helpful. Yes. <laughs> if yes. someone hasn't thought of the pre-preparing. Exactly. The pre-preparing. So, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no hard feelings. Not want anybody no, to feel no, bad because we've all been there. Exactly. So, <laughs> so even if you're you, you it's like two weeks in, mm-hmm. it's not too late. Right. Right. The other thing too, I think, um, by by thinking about Lent now uh, beforehand. Gives the opportunity to not just think about, but pray about for sure what you're going to do. So discern mm-hmm. what does the Lord have? I, I think it just, and I, I think it's a human thing. I think it's a, an American thing too. I'm going to come up with my plan. This Lent, mm-hmm. I'm going to, and I'm going to. Ah, we do that with everything in life, don't we? Absolutely. Oh, what what works? What we think is the best. What plan. We think is the best. Plan. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the things, the ideas that I I might come up with might be great ideas. Mm-hmm. But are they the right ideas for me right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. But I know there's somebody who knows so. Mm-hmm. And that would be, of course, God. Yeah. So so um, for, for us to take some time to start now before Lent, like ask the Lord, Lord, what should my game plan for Lent this year be? Mm-hmm. What would be helpful? What would be good for me to, to take on in terms of some of the spiritual disciplines that may be good for me. You just you just got a smile well, and you sat back. It's so nothing, you, but I'm just thinking, when is the Super Bowl again? Oh, it's right, bef- right because before. Because it's like so, right, bef- is it right before? Yep. So it's like d- the 11th? The 11th, yep. So it's just kind of funny that we're talking. Get your, our metaphor here is a game plan. Yeah, yeah and yeah, like yeah. the football, and so I'm thinking, whatever. But also, I kind of think that people feel like, 
they might, here's what, here's what I think, and it might be me. So let's just say I'm giving up something of substance, like maybe it's pop or coffee or chocolate candy eating between meals, that I think a person can think, I'm not going to think about that until Ash Wednesday because I'm going to indulge in this. You know, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, I'm just being yes. real here. So yes. I think that could be a holdup to man. a lot of us. Yeah, because you're like, I'm not going to think about all that that I'm giving up until it's time. And so that's where I think some of the discouragement comes of the pre-planning because you don't want to let your mind go there because you feel like you're already going to have to let go of the things that you are maybe going to resolve to let go of. That got me thinking about the Super Bowl and how there's always big Super Bowl parties and then there's Mardi Gras and all this. But anyways, that was just a thought I had that it could be that. There's not a fear, but just kind of a, oh, you know, but we shouldn't think that way about yeah, go ahead. No, see what you're going to say. Maybe, actually, it'd be helpful that way because it, it it allows you to target how you're going to celebrate more beforehand. Because Maybe. I've decided this is what I'm, if, if I'm going to give up something mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Especially like a food. It's food or. I'm going to binge on it before. Not binge. <laughs> binge. Overindulge. But. Um, enjoy it. Yeah, it might wow, give you the opportunity to enjoy it that much more because mm-hmm. if this is just if this it's simply quote unquote simply a Lenten um, penance that you're taking on, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to look forward to having it again right. from Easter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you think that, you know, of course, a classic for many people, chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just how it, ironic it, it's Valentine's Day that uh, it's the first day of that. Lent. Um, you're gonna if you're if you were gonna give chocolate this year, well, that might allow you like all right. I think the Lord's asking me to give up chocolate. So I'm going to enjoy chocolate a little bit more in the days leading up to Lent mm-hmm. than I other might, otherwise right. might. Yeah. To savor this gift that Have God has given to Have more gratitude exactly. in the days leading up to it. Exactly. I'm going to let it yep. go. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you on that. It just, But it just came to me that that, I think, can be well, a hold up to why. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think there's, again, for all the reasons that we've been saying, there's value in thinking through beforehand Mm -hmm. what am i going to do for lent so i I, what i'd like to do is spend most of the rest of of this episode then talking about different sorts of things that one might do for lent um just to like get some ideas you mean yeah give some practical ideas like oh i never thought of that exactly okay so uh maybe this will spark people's imaginations as they're discerning so just so concretely this would be my, my proposal and i'll try to say this again at the end um, start to just imagine, maybe talk with somebody, uh, maybe your spouse, uh, maybe a coworker, a good friend, uh, a fellow parishioner, somebody who you'd have like a conversation with. Like, don't just, uh, yeah, you're, uh, don't ask your boss what you should give for Lent unless your boss is like a good friend or something like that. I'm, you know, <laughs> ask your husband or wife. So, yeah, but, <laughs> your um, kids. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Like kids, what do you think? I think you should give up being mean to me. <laughs> For Lent. You should give up curfews for Lent. Uh, yeah, you should give up curfews for us for Lent. Um, so maybe you'll get some ideas from this podcast, but but discuss them and discern them. Mm-hmm. Again, pray, yeah. uh, Lord, help me. Give me some indication. Mm-hmm. And somebody like, oh, so this is some words here. Lord, give me some indication. Uh, give me some sign on what it is that you help me to hear your your little whisper because the Lord rarely shouts. Uh, he usually whispers, and then okay. it's hard for us to hear because we don't have quiet very much this to hear the true. whisper. Um, so that's why I think to yeah. really pray and give yourself some silent space. 
mm-hmm. um, and ask the Lord to help you hear his inspirations mm-hmm. about what you might do for life. So yeah. we're giving you ideas. Don't just take them and run with them. They're just ideas mm-hmm. to, again, spark your own Do you think, real quick, this just also just occurred to me, do you think that someone has um, a more or less successful Lent if the Lord has brought them to the ways he wants to um, invite you into different changes or tweaking during Lent? What do you I, think of that? I would definitely think that that's the case. Yeah, I, because again, I, I might so have too, great but... ideas, but he knows what's best for me. Yeah. He's, my, he's my dad. He's my, he's my father. Yeah. He loves us, and he knows us better than we know ourselves. Absolutely. So, no, but anyway, so just yeah, encouraging more encouragement then to ask God. More encouragement. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. That's why okay. we're talking about by the way as early as we are, mm-hmm. so people can start to think and pray about it. Yeah. Okay. So, in Lent, we're, the church asks us to do certain things. So, the gospel from Ash Wednesday is from the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew chapter six, where Jesus talks about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Uh, and that has sort of been the three categories of things that most Catholics will do um, during the season of Lent. A couple of things we're making clear right up front, um, especially this would fall into the kind of the category of fasting. Um, but there are bad examples. So when we're talking about taking on certain practices, this is going above and beyond what we're called to do. So it does not include stopping to, to stop sinning in certain ways. <laughs> so so some people, um, well, I, I, I'm uh, I'm going to give up doing the bad thing that I normally do. That's not a fast. Uh, that's not the sort of fast that we're talking about here. Um, let's say that you do regularly overindulge in chocolate. Well, I'm going to stop over okay, uh, overindulging in chocolate. Okay, that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. But to stop. Committing the sin of gluttony with chocolate um, is is that's that's we're 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 raising the bar higher than that. Mm-hmm. Prayer. Well, I'm going to start going to Sunday mass. Okay, that's a good thing mm-hmm. to start going. But if you haven't been going to Sunday mass, to start going to Sunday that, again, that that we're talking about raising the bar. Those are basic things that we should all do as Christians. Mm-hmm. If you're not, I'm not trying to beat you up over that. Like it, it, I'm glad that you're considering taking those things on. Um, but what we're talking about here is a sort of, for the season of Lent, doing more than like what's required. We're going, yeah. yes. I like going that. Over Raising and above. Raising the bar is good, though. Um, in order to, again, why now? Why? Why prayer, fasting, almsgiving? To draw closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's preparing for his passion, death, and resurrection. It's about drawing closer to him. Um, Lent is always a time when just many, many, many Catholics, sort of intuitively almost, it's just part of our culture. Like this is the time when we take on additional spiritual practices. That's not to say, to be clear, that we shouldn't do the same thing in the Easter season, Advent, Christmas season, ordinary time. But it's good to just, this is a season when we all sort of intuitively recognize, I need to give some time and attention to the Lord. It's, it's, it's always astonishing how many people come to Ash Wednesday Mass when it's not even a Holy Day of Obligation? Because mm-hmm. there's recognition. This yeah. is this is the right way to start the season. Yeah. So. yeah. And something else, um, I think on top of that, that we actually talked about last year on a Lent episode is that Lent is really meant to build on top of, um, you know, last year where you're at, you know, because I think we yep. can tend to think, and there are some things that we can absolutely give up 
you know, temporarily and then bring them back in. But I think as far as spiritually, we're meant to not go backwards in that after Lent. You know, yeah. Lent is meant yeah. to prepare us for Easter and beyond yes. and push us that much further on the road to heaven. And I think we can get so caught up in the the temporariness, but the spiritual thing. And if we're giving up bad habits and bad things, yeah, let's try and keep them out forever. Yep. But Or things that are separating us from our Lord. Absolutely, we should try to not go back to them. But spiritually, we should try to maintain that. So then next Lent, or even before that, we can build on top of that and get further down the road. So Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let, let's kind of dive into then some different sorts of things in these three categories, prayer, fast, and almsgiving. We'll go on that one. Mm -hmm. So prayer, um, I think it's common. Uh, one common thing, Stations of the Cross. Many yeah. parishes do Stations of the Cross. So mm -hmm. prayer in the sense of a communal devotion. Um, many, again, parishes tend to, on Fridays, after a fish fry mm -hmm. or a soup supper uh, during Lent, many parishes will have um, Stations of the Cross. Mm -hmm. But you can do Stations of the Cross anytime on your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can. There are devotionals that you can buy or, or uh, print offline, mm -hmm. or that you can have on an app if you have a smartphone. Yeah. Um, so one practice, because again, Lent, uh, the nature of Lent being solemn and subdued, um, and of course mindful of Jesus's leading up to Passion, the Passion Week to, to Palm Sunday and Holy Week, um, and his Passion, Death, and Resurrection. The the Stations of the Cross, the Way of the Cross, mm -hmm. is a really fitting devotion. So some Catholics um, will will go to their churches um, mm -hmm. and pray the, the the way of the cross more than just on Friday. So I, mm -hmm. I know that some have even done it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all mm -hmm. fourteen stations mm -hmm. every day, but th th so this is just one idea. Maybe the stations of the cross could be an additional devotion, a prayer mm -hmm. practice that whether it's just once a week or maybe something that you do throughout. the so that'd be yeah. one thing. Well, and just throwing this idea out there, you know, you can pray them at church with the community. You can pray them at home, but you can even go to church when nobody is there right, and right. walk the station. Yep. So that's actually very beautiful too. Yep. And like you said, you won't have to do them all. If yep. you have an extra 15 minutes, we'll just walk exactly. the stations, truly walk them. Yep. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a great practice. Um, it's a devotion. So there's not an official, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to do it wrong. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there are different forms that say about this Liguri and a popular one. There, there are all sorts of different. So don't look about, well, I got to find the right one. If, yeah. if you have some sense, the traditional 14 stations across the way of the cross, that'd be a great thing. Um, a lot of people will take up some scripture reading mm -hmm. uh, during the season of life. Some people will use things um, like the mass readings for the day. Mm -hmm. So in like Magnificat or the Word Among Us, mm -hmm. to to um, have a renewed attent attentiveness to the Word of God. Now, to mm -hmm. me, this would be an example of what you are talking about earlier. This would be a great habit to start and not necessarily to stop. Yeah. Now, maybe you are maybe you are going to devote extraordinary amount of time, but if you are not a regular um, prayer with Scripture, uh, my invitation would be to maybe consider that this Lent and mm -hmm. let that habit remain beyond for sure. The Season. And the beautiful thing about um, reading the daily scripture mass readings is it's naturally um, preparing you as you progress through Lent. Yep. That's what makes it so beautiful is it's so fitting for that, um, yeah, the, just the progression of where we're at in that season of the church. So yep. that's what I love about that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, other people, you might want to just maybe feel called to start with 
to read through one of the gospels mm-hmm. or one of the mm-hmm. other sure. the other books, the other documents of the of the scripture. Mm-hmm. Whatever great again, too. great too. Scripture is never lost. It's the word of God, yeah, right? I mean, it's a good a thing. Unique way. We talked about the catechism. We got the Catholic Church last mm-hmm. week in authority visit, but the catechism is not inspired with a capital I the way scripture right. is. So yeah. that'd be a great thing. Now that does lead me into another idea. So many people will do some additional spiritual reading. Mm-hmm. So uh, it might be scriptural, but maybe the writings of a saint or mm-hmm. of the church like mm-hmm. the catechism. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> to take some extra time, maybe each day or, or once a week tends to be what people do. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of time to do some spiritual reading um, of uh, it might be it might be the Bible, but maybe you're already doing that. Maybe this will be from the writings of a saint, mm-hmm. from the teachings of the church, like mm-hmm. the catechism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be another practice mm-hmm. that somebody might take up as well. Um, anything? I, I, you have any other thoughts um, on the prayer along the prayer line? Well, that there are a lot of great books designed specifically for Lent yep. that have. Um, 40 or more days because the 40 days is not counting Sundays um, that are just really great about also just being set up for each day of Lent. So that can be helpful for someone who's just kind of starting. But even if you, you, I mean, not that you're, you don't just be starting, but if you are, it's a good, easy way to enter into. So another thing along the lines of prayer. So this would be more formal liturgical prayer. Um, Of course, this is a season where many Catholics will get to confession yeah. Um, on a on a more frequent basis, or maybe maybe for the first time in a while, but also maybe and this is this is not always possible based on people's schedule or geography. But try to get to mass more than just on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So maybe trying to get yeah. to daily mass um, once on occasion or once a week or mm-hmm. or more often. Again, whatever the Lord invites you to. And I I would say with that, then if you say, you know what, I am going to commit to going to mass more. Put it on your calendar. Yes. Don't yeah. just say it. Yeah. I mean, say it so that you have committed to it. But the, what's really going to help is get it on your schedule. Absolutely. Like, if, is it going to be every Wednesday, every Friday? Yep. Or maybe it's different, but put it on your calendar because you'll more, you will be more likely Absolutely. to stay accountable to yourself Absolutely. and to God. Um, I want to move on, but just before we move on to fasting, um, pray the liturgy of the hours. The yeah. breviary is another beautiful prayer beautiful. of the church, psalms, canticles, readings. There's also other things, but that'll just get mm-hmm. the And that ideas. someone can find online or on apps, and it can be yep. read to you. Yep. So you have to figure it out. Yep. Fasting. Um, so the church does ask us, so fasting can, so fasting in a literal sense is eating less. That's mm-hmm. what fasting means. And the church asks us to fast. What? Elise finds that funny. But, but you find Anyways. it funny. I, okay. But, okay. So- all right. So fasting All right. so generally it, means eating less. So the church asks us to fast on Ash Wednesday mm-hmm. and Good Friday. Um, fasting can also have a, broad, have a broader sense uh, in the sense of giving something up. Mm-hmm. So the church also asks us to abstain from meat on like Ash steak. Wednesday. Like steak. <laughs> uh, on Ash Wednesday and all the Fridays during Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where a lot of people will give something up. Mm-hmm. So as a form of fasting in a broad sense. Yeah, which is where the like traditional chocolate comes yep. in. Chocolate. Yeah. Some people attempt coffee. Maybe some people like beer, uh, not mm. in an overindulgent way, but like like or eating between meals. Yep, some snacking. Yep. Yeah. yep. So there's all sorts of different ways. No, but the, beyond that, a lot of people will apply it to uh, other areas. So maybe watching less TV, mm-hmm. fasting from TV. Um, maybe listening to the radio in the car less or not at all. So mm-hmm. fasting from 
quote unquote noise, mm-hmm. you know, music or talk shows or podcasts. Um, there are all sorts of different ways. What are some other ways fasting in a broader sense? TV, well, you know, radio. My oldest daughter, she is like the queen of um, giving up very creative things. One year she gave up sleeping on her bed and she mm. slept on the floor. One year she gave up warm showers. Oh. <clears throat> One year she gave up wearing pants. I mean, okay, she wore, she wore skirts. <laughs> skirts and dresses. <laughs> um, Michaela, what do we need yeah. to talk? Anyways, um, but there are some really creative ways that you would be surprised that you'd go, oh, I never thought of that. And then you could pray on that and then ask the Lord, am you I know. called to do something? What are you asking me to do? There's, there's just more out there than just, just what the common things people think yep. of that could really be um, fruitful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I would say so the 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 spiritual tradition of the church does so again fasting in its more formal sense cue laughter from Elise <laughs> um, means eating less so it yeah, does start yeah. with the literal with appetite yeah, for, for food sure. for um, sure and I have just found in my attempts to um, uh, take on fasting in a greater way and sometimes winning sometimes definitely losing mm-hmm. um, I have found that there is spiritual value in um, starting with, frankly, with food. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are, mm-hmm. are, have a complete like mastery of their literal appetite for food. Uh, so, obviously, you want to try something else. But, mm-hmm. but I, I, I would en- I would encourage people to consider to discern: mm-hmm. uh, is there something in terms of eating less throughout mm-hmm. the season of Lent or giving mm-hmm. up certain foods? That yeah, you might for consider? sure, for sure. Um, will you tell your listeners and viewers real quick why and then how to? Um, make the fasting more powerful. Like I am doing this because for, yeah. So there, there's, XYZ, there's, there's, you know, two, and the, the spiritual part of that. So there's two dimensions. So first of all, it's about ordering my appetites, a mm-hmm. uh, fancy phrase. That means about me um, gaining self mastery so that my appetites don't rule me, but I rule my appetites. I'm appetite here in mm-hmm. a literal sense. So my desires, mm-hmm. 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 Um, I desire, uh, I especially desire snacky food, like salty foods. Mm-hmm. Well, I desire sweets too. I desire all the foods. Uh, they have more control over me than I have control over them. So there's part of it's just a right ordering of mm-hmm. me. But then in that struggle, I can offer up that suffering where um, I'm choosing to not eat certain things or to eat less. Mm-hmm. So I'm choosing to go literally to go hungry for the benefit of someone or some circumstances. Yeah. So that would be like the offering, offering it, it up. up. Absolutely. Um, yep. And then, um, I know we're going to run out of time here, but then you can connect that with um, like a virtue or something else, yes. right? Like something good. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I call it fasting and filling. You fast from something, but you're, you you want to fill it with something yep. that is ultimately making more space for Christ. Yes. So what are you going to fill it with? That's something that will help you more spiritually or closer yep. um, grow in your relationship with the Lord. Amen. So we are running out of time, so I'm... I, I knew I'd end up getting short shrift to the third one, um, almsgiving. almsgiving. So doing something that's towards service. So it might literally mm-hmm. be, maybe it's increasing your giving during the Lenten mm, season or giving one. to something different or serving. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's serving, helping out at the local food pantry mm-hmm. or soup kitchen or those soup suppers that your parish puts yeah. on during the year, doing something like that. So but it can be your family too. It could be too, right. So. Yeah. Robin, we're out of time, but yeah, folks, I would fast. just encourage you to consider, to think about, but then to discern, what is the Lord asking me to give up? What is he asking me to take on this Lent and to trust in him 
He knows what is best for you. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.